Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of Mediacracy, where we uncover the hypocrisy, unnecessary scrutiny, and double standards that women in the public eye face by the media. Today, we're going to focus on one woman in particular who has made a huge impact in the music industry, and is also known as one of the most iconic female artists to this date, and that is Britney Spears. While I briefly mentioned her in the previous episode, the media has put this woman through so much and she is a perfect example of how quickly the media can turn on someone and how unnecessary scrutiny women in the spotlight are faced with. Let's start with Britney's big break, her debut studio album Baby One More Time that was released on January 12th, 1999. In order to gain recognition, she went on a, she went on mall tours to perform her latest single in order to gain more attraction amongst teenagers since her label saw a gap in the solo teen female artists in the music industry at the time. Her album Baby One More Time debuted number one in the US Billboard 200 and was certified two times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America after a month. The album topped the charts in 15 countries and sold over 10 million copies in a year. After having the fastest selling single by a female artist, she was positively received by critics. There was a lot of controversy about the music video, however, with her bold dance moves and racy schoolgirl outfits. While this did leave many parents upset because they felt like she was leading a bad example for their young daughters. It did not stop the success of the music video and it did not hinder her career at all. She appeared on several magazine covers and one cover in particular gained a lot of controversy and attention and that was her Rolling Stones cover. The idea for this cover and spread was that the quote good, good girl pop star went quote bad and she was featured wearing crop tops, extremely short skirts and shorts imposed very seductively. While it's not the responsibility of a pop star to be a role model and raise young girls, she was underage at the time and this photo shoot which meant that her naiveness was taken advantage of since she didn't fully understand the concept and the repercussions of the photo shoot. After her second studio album, Oops I Did It Again was released in May of 2000, it debuted at number one in the US and sold 1.3 million copies and 20 million copies worldwide, making it one of the best-selling albums of all time. At this time, Britney Spears was a huge star and broke records and all eyes were on her. On September 7, 2000, Britney performed at the MTV Video Music Awards wearing an all-black suit which she ripped off halfway through revealing a sequenced flesh-colored bodysuit. This was extremely controversial at the time considering Britney was only 19 and the public still viewed her as a sweet, innocent girl. However, in my opinion, this kind of stunt, which she does a lot throughout her career, is what made her so iconic 
because she was willing to do controversial things that no one had ever done before and set a new standard for female pop artists. At the time, she also confirmed her relationship with Justin Timberlake, who together became one of the most famous Hollywood couples of all time. January 8, 2001, the two were seen in a matching alt-denim outfit, which to this day is one of the most iconic award show outfits and couple outfits. In November of 2001, she released her third studio album, Britney, which debuted at number one in the Billboard 200 and sold 10 million copies worldwide. She performed the album's lead single, I'm a Slave for You, at the 2001 MTV Video Music Awards, which featured a large python draped over her shoulders. This was another one of Britney's iconic performance stunts that was not only shocking to the general public, but was also harshly received by animal rights organization PETA, but still iconic nonetheless. In July of 2002, Britney announced that her relationship with Justin Timberlake ended after three years, and because they were one of the most famous couples of all time, this breakup gained a lot of attention. After the breakup, Justin Timberlake revealed that the two did have some sort of sexual relationship, which was huge because the media was constantly speculating if she was a virgin or not, because not only was she a very famous female artist, but she did claim at one point that she was saving herself for marriage. But nonetheless, in November of 2002, Justin released his second single of his debut solo album, Cry Me a River, which featured the Britney Spears lookalike in the music video, which started rumors that she was unfaithful to him throughout the relationship. While this did put some heat on Britney Spears and was painted out to be an unloyal person, she was still one of the biggest stars of all time. And career rise, without a doubt, it only draw career rise, without a doubt, it only drew more attention to her name. In August 2003, Britney was back on the MTV Music Video Awards, performing with Christina Aguilera and Madonna, who kissed both of them. Another MTV Music Video Awards controversy that gathered a lot of attention. And by this point, Britney was no stranger to doing things for shock value. And while she had has had numerous controversial stunts at the MTV Video Music Awards, they generally seem to keep her name in the headlines, but haven't negatively affected her career. In November 2003, she released her fourth album, In The Zone, which sold over 609,000 in the first week. In The Zone, which sold over 609,000 copies in the first week in the United States. In January 2004, another Britney Spears controversy hit when she married her childhood friend Jason Allen Alexander in Las Vegas, which only lasted 55 hours. In 2004, Britney injured her knee during a music video shoot for Outrageous, which she had surgery for and wore a thigh brace for six weeks and had 12 additional weeks of rehabilitation, which caused the tour for End Zone to be canceled. Later that year, Britney married dancer Kevin Featherland, who met three months before getting engaged. In October of 2004, Britney took a break from her career to start a family and had her first child in September of 2005. 
In February of 2006, pictures surfaced of Spears driving with her son, Sean, on her lap instead of a car seat. This made child advocates horrified, and rightfully so, because out of context, that looks like a case of bad parenting. Brittany claimed that the situation happened due to a frightening encounter with the paparazzi, and it was a mistake on her part. You'll notice during this time in Brittany's life, all she really wanted was to be left alone by the paparazzi, and the paparazzi is actually what fueled her intense breakdown that we see happening in the following year. In September of 2006, she gave birth to her second child, and just two months later, she filed for divorce from Featherline, which was finalized in July of 2007. When the two reached an agreement that they would have shared custody of their two sons in January of that year, Brittany's aunt, who she was very close with, died of ovarian cancer. In February, she stayed in the, re in the rehabilitation center facility for less than a day. And the following night was seen shaving her head at a hair salon in Los Angeles and admitted herself to other treatment facilities during the following weeks. After the divorce in 2007, we begin to see Brittany in her quote blackout era, which at the time we see Brittany's fall mentally due to personal struggles in her life. Not only did she not only did she have the paparazzi non-stop following and harassing her, trying to get information and a story from the recent divorce, but she was also dealing with a lot of postpartum depression from having two kids back-to-back -back from each other. Brittany then started going out and partying all the time, which made the public very angry, considering she had a newborn and a one-year-old at home. As Brittany's mental state was, deteri was deteriorating in front of everyone's eyes, the media did nothing to raise awareness on mental health or on her mental health and actually continued to make her mental state worse. The paparazzi was trying to expose her while being a bad mother, while they were the ones in fact putting her and the kids in danger. In May of 2007, she produced a series of smaller promotional concerts at a House of Blues venues titled The Eminem Tours. The M, Stanley Ford, Mother, and Mrs. The tours included six shows that were less than 20 minutes long in an attempt to get back to dancing and performing. While she was lip-singing during these shows, it was still fun for the fans to watch because Britney has stopped performing for quite some time. And this was, and the fans knew that she was going through a lot, so they were honestly just happy to see Britney performing again. For her next album, Blackout, she started producing it and for her next album, Blackout, she started producing it before she filed for divorce and finished it after the Eminem tour. This album was meant to be an impersonal and danceable album and was the album at the time that she had the most creative control over. This album meant that Britney needed a comeback and since the VMAs had always been the place for Britney to shine and start controversy that was mostly well received, she figured that this would be the place to start her comeback. 
However, due to hair and costume issues along with her original performance idea getting cancelled, Britney's comeback performance definitely had people talking, but not in a positive way. She was seen wearing a matching black sparkly bra and underwear set and with a not so well done wig and a very underwhelming Britney Spears performance. This performance was heavily criticized by the media, with magazine covers mocking her weight and saying that she hit rock bottom, which made Perez Hilton, which was also a big person that sparked negative attention towards famous famous women at the time, said, how great is this cover? It seems as though no matter what happened to her at the time, the media... It seems as though, no matter what happened to her at the time, the media saw her nothing more as a train wreck crashing right in front of their eyes, which was a cash grab for them, rather than seeing her as a woman who was going through a lot and was struggling with mental health and just needed to be left alone. After the VMAs, things only got worse for Britney, as she lost custody of her kids in January 2008. She was also hospitalized at Cedarside, medical center after police that arrived to her house noted that she appeared to be under the influence of an an unidentified substance. The following day, Brittany had her visitation rights suspended after an emergency court hearing and her ex-husband was given solo physical and legal custody of their sons. She was then put in a psychiatric ward and put on 5150 involuntary psychiatric hold under California state law. She was released from the psychiatric ward five days later, but was also put under a conservatorship led by her father, Jamie Spears, and attorney Andrew Wallet, giving them complete control of her assets, which ended up lasting 13 years, but we'll get into that later. After the album's release in 2007, this fifth studio album debuted at top of charts in Canada, Ireland, at number two in the US Billboard 200, France, Japan, Mexico, and the United Kingdom, and the top 10 in Australia, South Korea, New Zealand, and many European nations. By the end of 2008, Blackout sold 3.1 million copies worldwide, won Album of the Year in 2008 MTV Europe Music Awards, and was listed the fifth best pop album of the decade by The Times. So while this was without a doubt the worst time in Britney's personal life, this album was one of the best albums to date and had a huge global success. A month after Britney's court hearing, she guest starred on a show of How I Met Your Mother. Not only was she extremely well-liked by the cast and crew, but she also got pos- extremely positive reviews for her performance and brought the series its highest ratings ever. This was a soft comeback, bringing her in the spotlight again, but being received in a positive way without any controversies. In July 2008, Britney regained some visitation rights after coming to an agreement with Fireland and his counsel. In 2008, Britney opened the MTV Video Music Awards with an introduction speech and a pre-taped comedy sketch with Jonah Hill. She won Best Female Video, Best Pop Video, and Video of the Year for Peace of Me. 
In November 2008, a 60-minute introspective documentary was produced to chronicle Britney's return to the music industry. The documentary, which was called Britney for the Record, was broadcasted on MTV to 5.6 million viewers and had the highest ratings in its Sunday night time slot and in the neck and had the highest ratings in its Sunday night time slot and in the network's history. This documentary showed Britney in a vastly different way than what the tabloids and the media in general showed and gave people an opportunity to get a look into Britney's life on a more personal level, which made the general public sympathetic to Britney and realize that she was just a struggling woman who needed to be left alone and needed to get help, not harassed. In 2008, Britney released her sixth studio album, Circus, which was received positive, which received positive reviews from critics and debuted at number one in the United States, Canada, Czech Republic, and within top 10 in many European nations, and was one of the fastest selling albums of the year. In the US, Britney became the youngest female artist to have five albums debut at number one, earning a place in the Guinness World Records. The lead single, Womanizer, became Britney's first chop first chop topper on the Billboard Hot 100 since Baby One More Time. In March of 2009, Britney went on her circus tour with a gross of U.S. Britney went on her circus tour with a growth. Britney went on her circus tour with a gross of U of the U.S. with one million three hundred. Britney went on her circus tour in the U.S. with a growth of one hundred thirty-one point eight million dollars. And it became one of the highest grossing tours of the year. So while her VMA performance in 2007 was not the comeback that her and her team had hoped for, it's fair to say that the circus tour and the circus album was the thing that won a lot of critics back and put her back as the successful and powerful pop star loved by millions. In 2011, Britney released her seventh album, Femme Fatale, peaking at number one in the US, Canada, Australia, and the album certified platinum by the RIAA as 2014 and sold 2.4 million copies worldwide. The album's lead single debuted atop the Billboard Hot 100, becoming Britney's fourth number one single on the chart making her the second artist in history to have two consecutive singles debuted at number one. After Mariah Carey, the second single, Till the World Ends, peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 in May, and the third single, I Wanna Go, reached number seven in August, making Femme Fatale Britney Spears' first album to have three of its songs reached the top 10 of the chart. When the fourth and final single, Criminal, was released, the music video sparked controversy with British politicians calling out Britney for using replica guns while filming in the London area.
that had been badly affected by the 2011 England riots, since this was a controversy related to being insensitive rather than supposedly setting a bad example, Britney Spears' team had to respond, and they said, the music video is a fan, and they said, the music video is a fantasy story featuring Britney's boyfriend, Jason Charek, which literally plays out the lyrics of the song written three years before the riots ever happened. In June 2011, Britney went on her Femme Fatale tour, which grossed $6.2 within the first 10 dates of the tour. In December of 2011, Britney was engaged to her longtime boyfriend, Jason Trawick, who had formerly been her agent, and was then legally granted as a role of a co-conservator alongside her father in April of 2012. In May of 2012, Britney was hired as a judge for the second season of the U.S. version of The X Factor. She became one of the highest paid judges on a singing competition series in history with a salary of $15 million. She only did two episodes. She only did two seasons of the show, but she was very well liked and a very well respected judge. In January of 2013, Jason and Brittany ended their engagement, which made Brittany's father the sole conservator after Jason was removed as a co-conservator. In September 2013, she appeared on Good Morning America to announce her two-year concert residency at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino in Las Vegas titled Brittany, Peace of Me, which began on December which began on December 27, 2013, and included a total of 100 shows throughout 2014 and 2015. Britney's final album, under her original recording, attract... Britney's final album, under her original recording contract with Jive Records, had very little promotion and very little commercial impact. The album debuted at number four, on the U.S. Billboard 200 within the first, with first week sales of 107,000 copies, becoming her lowest peaking and lowest selling album in the United States. This album is called Britney Jean, and it's uncertain as to why this album performed so poorly compared to her previous albums whether it was because her record didn't put as much effort into it or the album or Britney didn't care as much about the album herself. It's uncertain as to why this album performed so poorly compared to her previous albums, whether it's because her record didn't put as much effort into this album or Britney herself just didn't care about this album as much. But on January, on July 15th, 2016, Britney released the lead single, Make Me, from her ninth album, Glory, featuring rapper G-Eazy. She announced that she would perform at the 2016 MTV Video Music Awards, making this her first return to the VMA stage after her Gimme More performance in 2007. At this point, Britney was nowhere near as commercially successful and widely talked about as she was in the early 2000s, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, because Britney Spears was still Britney Spears, 
and and Brittany was able to work through things in her personal life and didn't constantly have the paparazzi harassing her at all times. She was still very liked by fans and the general public, but the main focus when it came to who was in the media at the time and who was going to criticize and who was going to get criticized in the media, Britney Spears was not the main target. In 2021, Britney's name was in the headlines again, this time over her conservatorship. A documentary about Britney's career and her conservatorship called Framing Britney Spears premiered in February of 2021. Spears later revealed that she had seen parts of the documentary that made her feel humiliated and by the perception of her that the documentary presented. On June, on June 22, 2021, the New York Times reported that Britney had been pushing for had been pushing for years to end her conservatorship and spoke out in court saying that the conservatorship was abusive and that she had to lie by telling the whole world that she was okay and was actually very traumatized and angry. The statement received widespread media coverage and generated over 1 million shares on Twitter, 500,000 messages using the hashtag FreeBritney, and more than and more than 150,000 messages with the new hashtag referring to the court appearance, hashtag Britney Speaks. This got Britney's name back in the media and attracted thousands, if not millions, of people's attention with fans rooting and fighting for her to end Britney's conservatorship. As more information came out about Britney's conservatorship, fans gained sympathy for Britney and started hating on her dad for his abusive role in her conservatorship and the rest of the family for not doing anything about it. After 13 years, Judge Penny terminated the conservatorship on November 12th, leading fans around the world gathering to celebrate Britney's victory. Britney made a huge name for herself and despite not much going on in her career as of right now, due to the conservatorship, fans have learned even more about what Britney has been through and continue to love and root for her. Despite everything she's been through, all the controversies and negative media attention she's faced, Britney Spears will forever be known as one of the most iconic female pop stars of all time. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you would like to learn more about specific women in the entertainment industry, along with discussing the double standards scrutiny, and hypocrisy women in the media face. Tune in next time for the newest episode of Mediacracy. Bye!